Welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to cheer your friends to get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Elm Blight. Joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here. Episode 201, waiting 99 more episodes before we do the top 25 most iconic characters in video games. <laughs> no, that was what we did last week was iconic, right? Nah. Because no. if we did Iconic, I'd be okay with Pikachu being on that list. Also, yeah, uh, uh, I You know what I did realize, though? Having Pikachu on that list is the equivalent of somebody with a Twitter account that is currently verified because they have purchased Twitter Blue. I, I mean, Pikachu didn't pay to be on the list, so... Nah, but he's fucking pointless being there. He just thinks he's as good as the other 24 characters. I just want to clarify something. So, it's episode 201. If you missed episode 200... I mean, it's on the feed, but it was live. We did the top 25 video. I mean, it was the top 25 video games uh, characters of all time. I don't know if I just threw out the word iconic at the start as like a, it could be iconic <laughs> or they could just be a favorite. I mean, we, we said, had no- hey, I listened back. You're like, hey, does the iconicness of the character count towards it? You go, yeah, it's like 50-50. And then Kieran proceeds to write off every single iconic character in video games ever. I mean, if you were I, ever I, a mascot, if you were ever featured on any box art, you're out. I I didn't think we needed to make like very specific criteria because I thought it was supposed to just be the three of us. Like you know, we reach into our souls, and the list is what it is. Like, like it wasn't supposed to be the <laughs> like let's have like dead set fucking criteria for what the characters are. But yeah, uh, well, when you said the tone of Link is a terrible car- video game character, he can't be on the list. Uh, you kind of set things in motion. Yeah, I mean, Kieran had some hot. You two could have overruled me on that. Link's just I don't know, ruled you. But uh, the other thing I want to clarify: the other thing. So if you listen to this and you're like, "Where the fuck's the actual ranked list?" Uh, blame Ash and Kieran. I sent what? you the fucking list. I I also sent you the list. I sent you the list. You also sent saying, the list back. Do you want me to li- read what you? Said? No, I just want to. I mean, you can, but if you're happy, I said I posted. I was waiting for you to be like, "That's good." Oh, I sent just, two yeah, lists. No, I sent two bad. lists. That's my bad. Since I got, a I new just phone. assumed you sent the list and was like, "Here it is." No, one list like, is okay. the one list is the 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 way I wanted it ranked with the full points. Oh, that's and right. And the other way is adjusted for the way you wanted it. Uh, and well, I was waiting for you to be like, "Yep, that, <laughs> no, you were always wrong, Dylan. That's the one we want." Or no, you know what? The one you the saw full ranking. I only saw the one list, so uh... I. You see, I I got a new phone and haven't logged back into Chanty yet on my phone. Yeah. Oh, Shout outs to Chanty. And you Slack. If you ever uh, hear us talk about Slack, we're like, oh, I'm Slack this, Slack that. Uh, we, we've got the fuck out of Slack. We're in Chanty now, motherfuckers. We're, we're transgenders. Uh, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> 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 I, I think it's worked out very well so far. I mean, I, I, not to get Look, into until the Chanty starts asking us to pay for things. <laughs> um, Which yeah, it will yeah. at some stage, if, depending on if we ever expand and need more people. But at the moment, it's got enough room for people in there and... Anyway, um, that's the whole thing. So uh, we'll figure that out, and then we get the full list up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've got two lists, that, and we have to you need to vote on which one you want. As long as Pikachu's um, twenty-five, who cares? You know. I don't think. It, I mean, depending no, on which I'm list you choose, Pikachu will either be. Let's look now. Let's just let's not read out the full list, but let's let's <laughs> let's see where Pikachu ranks. So in the ranking with all points, which is what I want, Pikachu's at fifteen, and if the ranking where I leave the other characters. Pikachu's at 13. So if we do the ranking the way you want it, Pikachu's ranked higher. Fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously all I did was rank them all and then I moved all the other ones down the yeah, to fair. the bottom that's 20. Yeah. Fuck. 
<clears throat> yeah, so I figured that out. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about, about the Nintendo indie showcase that happened, run for everything that happened with that. New Pokemon trailer dropped as well. Uh, Mick Gordon went on a fucking absolute rant about everything else. A couple of Netflix trailers dropped and whatever else. Uh, two reviews, just to quickly mention before we get into all of that. Will has published a review this past week for The Chant. Uh, it's a horror game. I didn't actually know anything about this, and then suddenly I saw some previews go up like a week or so before release or whatever it yeah. was. Um, and then I asked him, I was like, is there any games you want like at the moment? He's like, to chant. And I'm like, okay, cool. You can do that. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I, I didn't know anything. So this is one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to ask for it. I don't offer it. I didn't actually haven't been keeping up. But um, the synopsis says, a single-player third-person action adventure game set on a remote spiritual island retreat. To survive, you must craft, fight, and escape the psychedelic horror. Set loose. When a spiritual ritual goes wrong and awakens a dimension uh, dimension of cosmic terror. Um, he talks about in his review, like, the creatures looking like, uh, I think he, like, compares it to um, Alex Garland's uh, fucking, what's the movie called? Buddy, he's got it somewhere in his review. I can't remember now. What's the Alex Garland? Oh, Annihilation. That's it. Annihilation. Yeah. Like, sort of, like, um, amalgamation of different creatures, sort of horror creature. It's not men? Um, no, it's not men. But I'm sure they're the bad, they're the bad guy in most things anyway, so that's true. Okay. Um, he says, so Will says, a horror game that frequently trades into the action-adventure territory. The chant had me engaged with its awkward but functional combat, um, interesting visual design lore. However, it was never able to cons- consistently build and maintain tension throughout the game. Despite shortcomings that are plain to see, Brass Token's debut game is still entertaining and interests me in how they will develop and grow in the next game. Uh, he gave it a 7.5, which is a pretty good score, of course. Still 7.5. Uh, so check out that if you have any intrigue in a horror third-person a uh, game where it's sort of a mix between different elements. You've got fighting and whatever else. It was weird. I was like, when I was editing a review, I was like, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> it was a weird game, but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, and then I have a thing that went up since the last time we recorded, and I'll just quick shout out in case you missed it, because we'll talk a little bit about it later, but um, before episode 200, of course, my God Award Ragnarok review went up. I gave it a 10 out of 10, as did fucking everybody else in there. Uh, so, many the, well, so many people. So many people. Majority. Yeah, so, it's sitting at yeah. a 94 on... Open critic, yes, there you go. Which is um, second of the year. So, to what? Elder Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Not fucking yeah. Elder Um Yeah, Elder Scrolls Mar- Five Skyrim, which just released. Yeah, PlayStation. PS Five. My, my review said, "I'll say it, even if it's a redundant statement for a God of War game." But there were so many epic moments. God of War Ragnarok. I can close my eyes and picture the music swelling, the characters in their places, and the emotional turn events that follow. The final uh, couple of hours of Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok, is some of the most intense rewarding I've ever played. Um, so yeah, 10 out of 10, very, very good game. I spoke about it a lot, of course, on Platinum Explosion, um, especially about how much I didn't love, and Ash says I hate the first one, so um, yeah, I like this one very, very much. Let's get into some news stories for this week, and let's start with something that, again, had to, we didn't really cover any news last week because episode 200, but want to give a shout could out have. this story we could have but yeah considering the show already went for two and a half fucking hours ash why would we need to do news stories because people need to know the news no they don't they can miss a week it's fine i'm sure we're not the only video game podcast in the world what? They can listen to it <laughs> they can listen to another one crazy like. thought 
Which is which of our friends do you want like, to say? <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this a test? <laughs> what if I miss someone? <laughs> like, no, I mean, actually, I take that back. I do listen to us. Uh, Kotaku writes, popular gaming Twitter shuts down in the wake of Elon Musk takeover. Uh, so they write, if you're someone who likes to keep up with the gaming news, uh, you should follow ExplosionNetwork.com. That's great, Kotaku. Um, no, they didn't say. Oh, uh, there's a fairly good chance you're a follower of the synonymous Twitter account at Nebelian. Uh, along with almost half a million others, except no more as an individual behind the account announced that he's closing it all down, citing a lack of Patreon support and the arrival of Elon Musk on Twitter. Nibble didn't break stories, but rather had an almost prenatural ability uh, to tweet about them before anyone else. If you want to know a Nintendo Direct was coming up or the latest trailer of God of War Ragnarok had gone live, Nibble would likely be the first, presumably by way of perpetually and forensically scanning newswires and other Twitter accounts. He made a name for himself in industry as being a trustworthy source of information, as well as a calm voice when it came to his own editorialization. Um, in September, Nibble launched a Patreon as a way to monetize what presumably most must be a full-time job of scanning feeds. Despite an initial flurry of people backing him, Nibble reports that those numbers quickly began to drop. At the time of writing, the Patreon had a very healthy 985 backers, but with only two backing tiers, US $1 and US $3, assuming that works out to be around 1000 1500 Australian a month after taxes. It's not really a living wage. Um, yeah, I mean, what uh, Ash, I assume everyone here, right, everyone here followed Nobelian, right, Charlie? Like, don't tell me someone. I mean, didn't. even if you weren't following Nobelian, you I feel saw like it, you I'm saw sure. it on your feed, like other people were either liking it or yeah. retweeting yeah. their stuff. Uh, all I can assume is that they had an uncle at every single video game company uh, and were able to get information that way. So, uh, yeah, a loss. Uh, but, you know, someone will fill the void, I assume. That's the way these things kind of go. Uh, but yeah, it is a little bit sad that, you know, uh, yeah, it's hard that obviously they put so much time and work into this stuff and weren't able to figure out a way to monetize it in a way to, uh, in a way to like make it financially worthwhile to continue doing it, especially with what's happening on Twitter at the moment with everything. Yeah. Who knows? Twitter might not, might, Twitter might be dead by the time this podcast comes out. So I think that's we'll part see. of the problem though. Like the entire his entire profile is built around Twitter. And even if he had made it super successful, like say he was getting two, $3,000 a month of backers, what's happening to Twitter would actually be super scary for him if he was still around because it would be like, holy mm. shit, my, my career is going down the drain because it was all Twitter. How so, do I pivot? <laughs> yeah, how do I pivot? Where do we pivot? Uh, Karen, I assume you, you followed Rebellion, surely? Uh, no? Yeah, no, it is. I was. Um, well, we all were. Now you can't. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. I think... It's an interesting time. Um, I think this whole Twitter shit is. I heard. I saw somebody. Um, oh, what was this comparison? I just fucking saw. I can't even. Find it. Uh, I'll find Between it. Between Nebelian and something else. No, there was a, compa- a comparison to what this is, where it just feels like everybody's just losing their shit currently, and everybody's just kind of rushing around and. Oh, Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter. Just the way yeah. that Twitter is at the moment. Um, it, it, Yeah, it's a weird situation. I think as of right now, I think there's, I was reading a little while ago that they've actually dis- disabled Twitter Blue and the whole system. You can't actually buy it or subscribe to it right now. Um, I don't know. Like, Twitter's a whole thing. All I want to say on Twitter is I went to sleep the other night 
and I woke up and in the time I'd been asleep, I, an entire part, like thing of Twitter had gone live and then got deleted in the time I was asleep. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I wake up and people are like, I've got all these memes and screenshots of like people with those white ticks or whatever that was up for a period there. And now they're back, but I think they're back now, aren't they? I don't know. I can't keep up. Um, but yeah. And then I wake up and in that time, Elon Musk would be like, nah, fuck it. I pulled him. I'm like, how does all this happen while I'm sleeping? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It is ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out going forward and, and how um, the landscape of it changes overall. I think, I think Billion is really interesting because I think, it's not just the, I think the Twitter thing is just the, the nail in the last, the nail in the coffin because obviously they were trying to monetize something they put a lot of work into, but it's just hard because like I would totally say, yeah, like for anyone who knows, like, or has an understanding, what they were doing was definitely a full time job, like the amount of like being aware and like keeping up and like having apps and websites and all these sorts of things set up to help alert you to when things happen and whatever else, totally like a lot of work. Problem is, is that a lot of people view it as simply all you're doing is tweeting new Nintendo Directs live and tweet, you know, like, so I reckon that's the reason why a lot of people didn't end up supporting or whatever else. I don't know. It's a hard one, but yeah. It's a, I mean, it's hard to go from something that you get for free to something you make people pay for. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things that's like, Elon Musk. if you follow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's continue down train of just get some of the more interesting let's get the bad news out of the way first i don't know just the interesting industry news on side let's show here uh so vg247 writes mick gordon releases tell-all statement on doom eternal ost uh mick gordon the composer for a variety of triple a video games including its software's doom series as well as upcoming first person shooter atomic heart has released a tell-all statement about his time working on doom eternal a lengthy piece it goes in depth into claims of intense crunch months without pay mismanagement and a lengthy legal battle for those not in the know, Doom Eternal's OST was released back in April 2020 as a clearly muddled product. We covered this back then with lengthy feature, but it was clear that a breakdown between Mick Hat and Id had taken place. Now, three years after an open letter written by Marty Stratton at Id Software laid much of the blame on Mick for the OST's quality, Mick has come forward with his own side of the story. Gordian's media post um, covers a variety of issues he claims to have experienced during his time on Doom Eternal, as well as in the months and years following the game's release. This includes Crunch, with Gordon stating, quote, I work straight for months, desperately trying to stay on top of things, and each week seem to bring a new set of problems, end quote. Gordon claims that was made worse by being cut out of meetings, unanswered emails, files being auto-deleted, and information being held withheld. In addition, Gordon claims that he suffers from seriously pay issues while working on Doom Eternal. He claims that the audio team withheld approval of tracks, which in turn withheld payment, leading up to an alleged 11 months without pay for his work. Um, I read the whole thing this morning. It's fucking wild. It's very long, uh, but I saw it... When I heard I it's up. like an hour-long read. That sounds about right, to be honest. Yeah, I think I was laying in bed for quite a while, just like reading. It was really engrossing reading. Like, I'm saying, I definitely, I was just like... What the fuck? Like every it was it was well written. Um I will put an asterisk on this now. In a world where I've currently got this Mick Gordon thing, we just had the whatever thing with Bayonetta, and then I've also got the growing uh, um I didn't put in a new story to talk about it, but there's also the thing with Zatam or however you say their their name happening this week too, like where those the three Zam. people got fired Zam. and now they're like the studio's like, nah, mismanagement and then what oh there's fucking oh there's oh, so much you know, he said, she said, whatever stuff happening at all these years and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say like, I, I, I think that in my mind, the majority of what Mick aligns with what I think I know 
and have read previously about like Bethesda mm. and all this sort of stuff. But I don't want to like fall all in like everything you've said is 100% true. We don't like, want to like yeah. put ourselves in the <laughs> position where we could be sued as well. So, <laughs> yeah. But it um, seems like he's definitely telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a lot of this stuff that he's talked about, it says in here, aligns with what people had said and written about Bethesda mm. and mismanagement and crunch and all these other sorts of things. Um, so it's really weird. Whether or not he's like, like sort of wish washed some elements and leaned it more in his favor. And I don't know, but the majority of it, I think, lines up. It is a wild read, though. It's um, like even stuff where he had to reach out to Bethesda directly to even start work on the OST. And then they were like, yeah, you've got to this date. And then he couldn't do it because it was such a short time where he could only do 10 tracks. And then the audio engineer for um, id uh, responded with like a 40 track album that they'd put together. And then the, that's the album they ended up releasing and co-credited it as Mick Gordon and whatever that dude's name is. Even though all that dude was... Because for people who... I guess the difference for people to understand. When he, sent it, when he was making music for Doom Eternal, the way he produces it is like very different to the OST because the music's made to be um, reactive to the game. Yeah. And yeah, so it's all these like sort of shorter files and elements that react to what the player is doing and whatever else so to turn those music files into ost he actually he has to like sort of rearrange and re-record them so they actually become a full song but what ended up happening is that and the reason everyone shat on the ost when it finally released was that the audio engineer had literally just copy pasted all the files together and sort of faded them in and out and you could literally hear the fades ins and out of the copy paste of the the little files that they had it wasn't actually a fully produced track um and that's the thing that everyone complained about and said it was Mick's fault that he produced this really shoddy album. And then the the dude from um uh Id, the head dude or whatever his name is, I forgot his name. Um he um he went on the Reddit or whatever and posted this big letter saying it's all Mick Gordon's fault. So um yeah, I don't know. Uh Ash, when you saw this morning, what was your your thoughts on all this stuff? I mean, yeah, it's a pretty shitty situation. Um just to obviously this is like the thing that's kind of shocking is like this is what two three years ago now since the yeah. game came out so um for him to have waited this long uh trying to get some sort of justice from id through lawyers and getting them to admit the wrong they've done and that kind of stuff um and they still haven't done it i mean it's pretty depressing you know yeah. i don't know yeah obviously they would have had a pretty great working relationship because he did doom so I know why they suddenly like started treating him like garbage for the second game. Yeah, I don't know. Like what the? It was very much the like they, I think they were just crunching that game in general. By mm. like they said, yeah, a they just tried the to outset, get it out. Really yeah, they quick. tried to get it out super fast. They, from the outset, they said like that's the other thing you talked about how the the production was really weird because from the outset they said we need all these songs and they were like sending him what they need but he they weren't he wasn't even getting supplied with game clips because they were making at the time so he was trying to make music and he could send them music describing on what they think they need but then i'll be like nah this isn't working for this or whatever compared to the usual thing of like you can see the gameplay you can see yeah. an idea of what the gameplay is even if it's alpha footage or or whatever but because they required it so early um because of the type of game it is i guess makes sense but at the same time it's still like you can't and they're doing it remotely he's not even like there to come into the studio and look at it you know, so I don't know, it's, it's just very, a lot that doesn't make sense because obviously the, no. they didn't need the music like early on the first game. I'm assuming. I don't know how what they changed. It first, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kieran, did you have any thoughts on all this? Uh, I think it's it's two points. The interesting point is I think um, 
one being it's interesting to see this out it like crunch in another form away from like i guess coding many of us, and, coding and, and <laughs> graphics bug fixings, and, yeah. and bug fixing like it's interesting to see crunch expanding and, and being present in other areas of the development process uh, but on top of that, I think the the pressure you guys were alluding to, I think that the pressure and why it's different between the first game and the second game is because the first game's soundtrack's so beloved and so big and was such a focus that maybe internally it became a focus for Doom Eternal. Like it was it was that important for that game to to have the soundtrack. So the soundtrack became more of a pressure situation, a more focused situation. And, you know, it, maybe it got to a point where it was too many cooks in the kitchen. There was too much pressure, too many eyes on the soundtrack. It wasn't just allowed to, to like, kind of flourish under its own fruition. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's a combination of things. It's it's terrible that it happens, and it's sad that we keep hearing these stories. Um, but hopefully, in a couple of years' time, we're not hearing stories about developers in 2022. And that actually, since this time, has been some positive changes made across the the um, industry in regards to this stuff it is i reckon it probably is id trying to they didn't realize how like good the soundtrack was and then how much it became a beloved element of the doom 2018 yeah. or whatever 2716 16 i think um how much of that they loved it but i to the to put the point that he even points out in his uh his big piece that he says on the ost they there's a point where one of the tracks just like transitions to bfg off the first game soundtrack and that song's not used at all in doom eternal but it was the most loved track of Do- the original doom soundtrack it's the one that everyone talks about a lie so he's like why the fuck is the song just randomly transitioned to it's because the people putting it together are like this is the banger that everyone loves let's just chuck it in here not in the game ever but fuck it <laughs> like yeah let's chuck it in so yeah it was a weird story but i i, I mean i'd recommend reading it just out of interest because it is like it's it's definitely an interesting read um, all right, so let's have a little bit of an in-between story. Tell me what you think about this one. You're a gamer, right? Oculus founder makes headset which can kill you in celebration of Sword Art Online. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd I'm love pretty to sure any headset can kill you if you try hard enough. True, but this one can Not, not this but, one, though. It has like three prongs you know, that are going to go... Especially the PSVR, head. you know, you just tangle that cord, but hard enough, you know. You're really getting to the, the weeds here, Ash. Uh, Palmer Lucky, founder of <laughs> Oculus VR and creator Oculus Rift, has designed a new VR headset to celebrate the popular light novel anime series Sword Art Online, which can also kill you. The plot of Sword Art Online revolves around a massive multiplayer online role-playing game in VR, which is played using a headset called the Nerve Gear. A uh, number of players get locked into the game, and the Nerve Gear can't be removed whilst the player is still online. Uh, and spoiler alert, it'll kill a player in real life if they die in the game. Lucky revealed his own version of the headset, named the OQPNVG, in a blog post on the 6th of November to coincide with, coincide with the day the events of Sword Art Online began. Um, in his blog post, Lucky claimed Sword Art Online led to huge interest in Oculus as the anime ad- adaptation aired at the same time the rift went from the, uh, the time the rift came out. Uh, blah, 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 I'm trying to get part where he describes the theme. Blah, 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 blah. This is, <laughs> this was, in 2014, Oculus VR was brought by Meta, then Facebook. Lucky left Meta in 2017 and went on to found Andrew Industries, a company specializing in defense and weapons. Andrew has several contracts with US military and its allies, including the UK, UK Ministry of Defense and Australian Defense Force. Like he mentioned, the explosive char- charges attacks to the OQPNV are usually used in a different project, like referring to his work on military weapons. 
It's possible the OQPNV stands for Oculus Quest Paranomic, Paranomic Night Vision Goggles, or a similar acronym. Uh, but anyway, it is a real headset that uh, you can really use, and it has like three charges at the top of it, like uh, they'll explode, and it's actually programmed that <coughs> if you die in the game you're playing, the charges will go off and uh, kill you. Uh, and he hasn't even tested it or Same wanted to play you, anything on it because they had a fear of out, doing it. <laughs> if you try and log out or if somebody like depowers the device. Um, you die too. Or, you or die too. What if your internet's shitty and you're, you're lagging? That's that's Fucked. a new problem. Yeah. That is I can't, problem. When I saw this story, I was like, have <clears> we gone too far? We've finally gone too far. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is some sort of torture device. Yeah. I laughed. It's this a is some this is some saw shit, you know? Like, yeah, this literally. Is, yeah. This is some saw shit. I laughed. Oh, let's um, get let's get quick. Let's quickly run the script. They're making this. they're making another saw movie, so it is funny that we are um there's so many series that either growing up or in the past decades that kind of picked a date for that series of, of an event and they're like, This is far enough in the future. Um and then we you know, we're actually getting to the point where we're getting to those dates um is is amusing in many ways and you know if people for whatever reason are like man this sword man this sword art thing is uh really interesting you should just go and you haven't watched it go watch the first 14 episodes and then you're done sword art finishes then it looks like there's more episodes right. after it do you don't know there's not I don't no. like the uh, I don't like the fairy saga stuff, but I actually like the. Um, what don't do say Gunworld. Don't. Yeah, I actually like Gunworld. No, no, no we I just like stop. Even though Alicization is cool, like Alicization and those two seasons, like those two arcs are very fun. Um, there's some really problematic stuff within all of Sword Art that is. I really thought you were going to say there's really problematic stuff in anime. Anime, but <laughs> like, it, it, full stuff. <laughs> it's more. It's more. Oh, it's really weirdly prominent in Sword Art in really bad ways. That's really just... And which is, you know, it is the case in anime, but it's just weird. I mean, not to go on the side change, but my problem is that... So I love Sword... It's a quick anime. Do, mm-hmm. I love anime. Let me talk about anime for a second. Yeah, yeah. I watch what? all Since when? The... Since when, <laughs> Since when like do you like anime? Like, I got Chainsaw Pillow Man over here, whatever it's called. Um, the... <laughs> 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 and my problem so I got um I I've got a I've got a statue. I've got a sword art statue. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a super fan. Okay. I'm a super fan, just saying. That's like the anime. minimum requirement. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. I am anime. Anime is Dylan. I am anime. Okay. I'm a, okay. a web. I'm a web. I'm a I'm a web 3.0, motherfuckers. You're more Internet Explorer than web but you know it's fine all right let's move on let's go over everything that was in the indie world showcase premiere this week and um my quick thoughts on it all was it was a banger this is uh you know i'm watching this i'm like yes 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 these are all games i want to play awesome 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 um fucking these indie the indie showcase is nothing bangers usually and this one was a really good one um because it had one of the most anticipated games of the year or of what for the last couple of years in it and now i'm at the point where they didn't give it a solid release date they gave it a month and i'm like fuck i got so much to do that month and over the next couple months am i gonna play it at launch don't know anyway we'll get to that sec uh ash did you watch this do you have any overall thoughts or did you just watch i would trailers watch or? as well i concur it was a banger you know lots of good indie titles um 
that, you know, I'm looking forward to playing and just wish they weren't on the Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it should come I guess they're on PC well, so. as well, so. Yeah. Um, Kieran, did you just watch the trials or did, I, did, did you flick through some or didn't watch any? No, that's didn't fine. even do that. Just read, expected, some, of the, yeah. read some of the descriptions. Right. What he's going to do is, as I start going from now, he's going to start watching like quick little clips of the trailer. Like it. And then there we like, go. Well, what's That's your opinion, pieces. Kieran? Yeah, and you'll be like, oh, this definitely shit got lo- colors and movement. Yeah, it's got it. colors. Shit it's looks cool. <laughs> why do you guys? Why do you guys like reveal too much about me? <laughs> <laughs> you reveal too much about you. Is what you do? You're six no. now, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first game they kicked off was uh, Venba. Uh, it's a cooking narrative game about an immigrant mother who has just moved to Canada. Uh, it includes some cooking segments and story moments where you make story choices and features a colorful soundtrack and art style. This looks really cool. I'm 100 about this. Um, I, it looks cool. I like I like the art style. I like the little characters. I like the the whole way it's playing out. Um, I'm down. Ash, do you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, really interesting looking. Obviously, like the there's the cooking element, but also like not the Western style cooking that you see in a lot of these yeah, cooking yeah, yeah. games. So. Uh, yeah, it looks really interesting and like a no, cool art style, all the little things you want from a indie game <laughs> in this one of these showcases. Yeah, pretty wholesome. Uh, lots of wholesome games. This, this oh, lots of wholesome games. There's a wholesome indie, indie joke. Shout out at any point if you uh, have thoughts here <laughs> on anything as we go because I don't know. Which one do you click on? Tell me which one do you click on as we go. Because I assume you're going to click on the ones that just have the cool. I would just click on all of them. I clicked on okay. that one. The art style was cool. Yeah. It's like Cookie Mama. That's good. Hey. It has a Cookie Wayne. Mama in it. This is a story. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good point. Never mind. Uh, Goodbye World <laughs> was the next game. A game that may be a little bit too close for home. Uh, had you playing as two struggling video game developers working on a puzzle platformer. So you actually play the puzzle platformer at, at times in this. But my my problem is, so my thoughts on this one is, I don't think the puzzle platformer stuff actually looks fun. Like, it sort of looks whatever. The the rest of the game looks cool. Like, the the narrative story stuff with the pixel art, where you're playing as the two struggling video game builders. I'm like, that looks cool. But yeah, they're actually playing as a puzzle platform. I'm like, how much of the game is this? Because that doesn't look like it interests me at all. Maybe it's meant to not look fun, because... Maybe work, that is work. maybe that is the idea. Maybe that is maybe it improves as the the game plays out. Maybe yeah, it starts off becomes around. a VR game. Yeah, we always hear reports of games not actually coming together till like the last. That's true. And to be able to play it as a, as a VR game, you have to strap your Switch to your face. It comes with a cardboard box that you have to get, fold up and put over your. Head. And then you have to buy hey, like three I, I, sets I of props. Right? I never brought that, Kieran. I should. You That's never impressive. gave me enough props. For not buying that. <laughs> That's impressive you didn't buy. Was Labo? Was that what that was called? Yes. Yeah, Labo? Yeah. La- yeah. Labo? I thought you yes. did buy a Labo, but. No, yes. no, I mean, technically, yes. Mario Kart is part of, like, the. I mean, the cardboard. Yeah, actually, technically, it is part it's got of it. Cardboard, yeah. It's got cardboard uh, Cut checkpoints up. in it, so. Yeah. When but is I, the I next Labo? I know, I think that died. Uh, Wonderbook Glass. Think so? uh, I don't think it did. Not, not in my house, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, have a nice death day. Uh, supplies so definitely himself in this roguelike where you must restore balance to the underworld. There are 70 weapons and you can upgrade them all as you fight for minions and boss battles. Uh, it's coming out March next year. This looks really cool. I've seen this in a Nintendo... I think it was a Nintendo last Anyway, It was, it was some direct showcase. It was some direct or showcase or whatever else. But yeah, I, I think this looks really, really cool. Um, I think they showed a lot more gameplay this time because I don't recall seeing that much gameplay. Maybe it was just like a, a teasery thing last time. But yeah, I'm all about this. I think this looks really, really... I love all the character designs and art and it looks really fast-paced and all those weapons and roguelike is, I know, I know. There was a point where I was like, oh, fucking roguelike, get out of my life. But then I was watching this trailer and I was like, yeah, it's been a while since I've had a roguelike. So, um, Ash, you usually like, you, you rogue roguelikes? 
Yeah, what, I, what? I mean, yeah, it looks good. Obviously, it's a well put together trailer. Like the cutting between the actual gameplay and the cut, cut scenes of Little Death um, look really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm very keen for it, and I'm sure it'll be better than that other game where you play as Death that Dylan didn't like. I was gonna shit on it because they were Australian developers and they they seem nice at PAX. So I was gonna. <laughs> I know the name, I'm not going to say it though. <laughs> um, next game was AKA, or Akka, I guess it's actually Akka. Uh, play as retired warrior Akka, growing plants, spending time, relaxing, um, and meeting with other friends um, in this uh, chill looking game. So it's uh, you wander around, you play as a red panda, you talk to people, you chill out. It looks kind of cute. I wasn't fully sold on this one though. There's just like an element of it doesn't look like it just looks a bit flat. It looks like it's missing something. A little bit of it, you know. I don't know. Cool idea. But also I know I'm sure Ash will point it out or if you have a like man, the fucking garden games. The fucking Like remember the last time we had one of these Nintendo Jack things, wasn't it just old garden games? So at least we didn't have this this time. Yeah. Shout out but shout out to the fact that um he the Akko goes to sleep on a giant uh, what they call Capybara 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 like at the in the trailer here that's that was, that was a good moment I mean I just moment. stopped on a bit where Koala is playing guitar so yes this game is great <laughs> 10 out of 10 yeah, <laughs> um, next one was Pepper Grinder and no it's not about cooking uh, plays Pepper a treasure hunter who can use a drill to chew through the train gather collectibles and then dash out to attack enemies and it's an exciting mix between Metroidvania and a drilling puzzle game um, I couldn't think uh, when I was trying to write this like that little bit for this trailer when I was putting together the article I was trying to think of the game where you actually sort of like where you drill through all those like gems and stuff uh, like, do you mean it's either it's either Spelunky or, or uh, Steamworld Dig or Terraria Nah, it's Steamworld Dig because that's when I played the most of. It's Steamworld Dig. I didn't. I didn't play. Um, what was the one you just said, Karen? Terraria. I played Terraria, but it wasn't that. Spon- I never Spon- played like fuck all Spock here. I played like maybe fifteen minutes. Spon- but I did like play. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But I did play. I, it's Steamworld Dig. That's what I reckon I was thinking of because I did actually play a fair bit of the first. Yeah, first one, right? Um, so I think that's what it was reminding me of. But then you've got obviously more. It's more um, action orientated than more action orientated. But they're like I, I feel like it's a it's an interesting mix and I don't know. It's a Devolver published game. They just like continue. Just yeah, to it looks shit. like a Devolver game. Hundred <laughs> percent, it does. Yeah, which I feel like is high quality indie, really yeah. polished indie game. Like that's I, With at this a stage, l- like, high level of quirk. I feel like there was a stage where you could say Devolver game and people thought like adult violent and stuff like that. I don't feel like that holds true anymore because they publish less, like not everything they publish is like super violent. Like you used no. to think like Hotline Miami is sort of like the standard, but to me now, if I think Hotline Mi- um, Devolver, I just think like really quality, I expect quality um, and I expect like high polish and whatever else just from this is game. Is Devolver sort of the thing. A24 of video games? I mean, I wouldn't argue. <laughs> I'm down. If I see the, to a degree, because if I see Devolver Digital Publishing, go, I'll probably yeah, just okay, go. I'll try it. I'm in. Yeah. What is you it? Tell me more about. Like, I'm already there. Sort of. You know, it's the same the as if someone's of, like high level of trust. I think there's definitely high level of trust. The same as A24. You know, you're like we record what you want to watch, which you should listen to if you want to hear me and Ash talk about movies and TV. And you know, Ash will be like, "What do you think of this uh, movie trial?" And I'll be like, "Well, it's A24, so double thumbs up." You know, like, I, <laughs> like sort of same sort of thing. 
Um, Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Uh, this is a sequel to the Coffee Talk features in the Opera Singing Banshee, and Orky makes video games and more. Just like the first Coffee Talk, your goal is to get to know your patrons while making some nice coffee and latte art brews. I never played the first Coffee Talk. I want to. I've always I have it installed on my Xbox. Okay. Yeah, I've <laughs> had it installed on my Xbox to play at some point for ages. Like it's it's always everyone says it's really good, and I always read like really good things about it. It's supposed to be a really good narrative game. Obviously, the whole idea is you're just talking to people talking to people and making coffee, coffee. it's like yeah. that necrobarista game that was out a couple of years ago australian one yeah oh, yeah um so this is cool um i think the create this is the one where the creator died a couple months back i think it was coffee talk so i don't um yeah so that's an interesting element to that part um only road to be the mightest only you control a demon warrior defeated by a japanese folklore hero he now fights demons become stronger wiser warrior it was fine. Character designs look cool, but yeah, the world and I know there was nothing that sort of jumped out to me other than being like, oh yeah, like his character designs I think look cool on paper, but just the world, I don't know, missing missing a little something to me. It's like halfway to being Studio Ghibli esque at times. I mean, it kind of reminded me of the look of Nino Kuni. Yeah, well, um, yeah, so that would yeah. So Um Then we got Death Star. The Memories Between. This was really interesting. So it's from the creators of Monument Valley. Uh, and it's about Desta, who when they fall asleep, they enter a plane where they're playing a bowl game. And it, uh, and I don't know what the fuck's going on at that point. Like, the cast is fully voice acted. Um, and it's really, like, psychedelic art style and shit like that. I don't really know what the story is. All I know is I was, like, watching it and I was like, story elements, heavy story elements and characters, fully voice acted, and ball game. Pyre. I loved Pyre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it looks like I the music in like the, I love the art style and everything. Yeah, that's, that has piqued my interest, which is, you know, not normal in an indie showcase for Nintendo. Yeah, you only like, you only like, you're a real gamer. You only for this AAA. AAA. Mm. Uh, space for the Unbound. This is Romance and Slice of Life game, which means Kieran fucking hates it. We use supernatural <laughs> powers to scale your Indonesian town in search of answers to an upcoming threat about the end of the world. Um, I thought this looked really cool. Uh, I like the pixely art style. I like the the whole idea of it's. it just sort of sounds like a, a Slice of Life sort of movie where it's very much the combination of mundane, sort of like normal human story of love life and then the end of the world. <laughs> you know, and psychedelic powers, like sort of just smash those things together. So um I thought this looked cool, for sure. Yeah. Then we had Oh, before we move too far on, Desta, yeah. I was just double checking. Yeah. Uh if you are have a Netflix subscription, you can get it on the app store through Netflix. Okay, that's one of the ones that came out oh, this yeah. year. I so, don't think I want to It's eight hundred and thirty eight megabytes, so I mean that's a bit of an ass, but <laughs> 838 megabits. Yep. Megabytes. Yeah. Megabytes. Boys. Plus than a gig. What? Wait. What on your phone. On your phone. Yeah. That's not big for a game. That's not big for a. How many gigs uh, is your phone? I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like some people live don't have much space on their phone. They've got to have all their people TikToks and like minimum. Who downloads TikToks? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, we're stopping the show. We are stopping the show. I don't know how TikToks work. <laughs> fucking Boomer Hobley has just showed his fucking face. We're about to look. 
The minimum a majority of phones nowadays is like 120 gigabytes. Yeah, but you could that's like download that game 120 that's times. Like in storage, right? I'm just letting people know. It doesn't know, even fucking right? matter. Fuck you know, if I you're... bet. I bet if we what I'm saying phone, is, don't do it on your Wi-Fi. Don't do it on your mobile data. Is what I'm saying. All right? Don't do it on your mobile data. Fucking hell! This is. I bet if we looked at Ashley's phone, Dylan, he'd have his fucking text size of his text messages and all the things in there. <laughs> fucking massive. He'd have to be like for one message, he'd be scrolling up the whole screen to fucking read it because that is the energy <laughs> that we're copping right now from fucking Ashley. I fucking swear. Uh, <laughs> how is TikTok? Like, I'm like, do you download YouTube videos? You stream the motherfucker. I like- just said, like, download YouTube videos. Sure. Oh, he's, he's trying, trying to show, show us. He's, he's trying, trying to show. show he's, he's trying, trying to show, show his tech <laughs> size. I can't. <laughs> that, is, that looks bigger than normal, though. That looks enlarged, engorged. Even you might even say. You might even say yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just got a text message that said fuck you from somebody who's <laughs> from somebody whose number I do not have say. <laughs> wow, that's me. What a coincidence. Blame that, <laughs> blame the fact you have a new phone or that you just never saved his uh, number? I think I just never saved his phone. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. You know what? Learning all new sorts of things here. Okay. <laughs> that's You're definitely listening. that's definitely the bit we're going to take away from this segment. No, not the <laughs> fact that you uh, downloaded TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you're, still, you're, you're making the TikTok, so the video's got to be saved on your phone, right? Like in preparation at some point, or backed up. Like, what if the app eats it? Ash. TikToks are like a minute max. That's the whole fucking point. Most people's TikToks are like 15 seconds. Yeah, but you do it high quality, you know, with all your 4K and your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Who's watching TikToks in 4K? (laughs) (laughs) This is... This is... Oh, shit. Can we... (laughs) (laughs) I think I might have killed. I think I might have killed Dylan with that one. <laughs> Next thing he's gonna start telling us about the oh. new the new host on Explosion Network is this Nigerian prince he's hooked up with on email about and trying to help him make money. No, he's too busy. You know. <laughs> oh, I actually just <coughs> coughed my guts out. <laughs> Uh, look, if any part of this show needs to be snipped out and put on social medias this week, it is this section. I'm just so annoyed that I couldn't record video this week. Fucking hell. Oh, that was wild. Alright, where was it up to? <laughs> Doggone. Doggone, let me move on before I fucking whole show just gets around. Doggone! You play as Mimi, returning to her grandmother as an adult. And we'll play as both Mimi and as an adult in the present exploring a past and then Mimi as a child in flashback sequences when she visited her grandmother um this looks really cool this looks I, I love again love the art style it's like this uh watercolor what'd you call it what watercolor yes that's uh, it. it's yeah. like it's it's watercolored but then like the characters are yeah, the backgrounds are watercolored but they're like the characters are 
proper Normal? line art and everything. Yeah, yeah, proper line art and everything. Um, and I think it has this yeah gorgeous style. Um, obviously it's a sort of a game about. I guess it's a combination of these little small mini games you're doing at different sections and um, just exploration and this. I guess I assume it's going to be a story about sort of growing up and remembering what it was like, you know, visiting like this beautiful location. And um, the person talked about it in the Nintendo Direct, the director, I think it's like a film person or something. So um, I thought this worked really, really good. This was one of the standouts, I think, to me. Home Nintendo Switch 2023. Uh, then we had Botany Manor. You're a retired botanist, but that doesn't mean your time using the green farm is over. In this game, you'll plant new seeds, take care of plants, and look to learn more about yourself. Um, so this isn't a straight botanist game that you think you've played before, because um, you can actually like walk around and explore, and it seems maybe there's a little bit more of a story here. I know you're exploring Lara Croft's fucking I know, too, uh, very much, house um, or whatever. I don't know why it makes me think of either The Witness or like games like uh, walking simulators, like uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Like, has a similar, similar sort kind of, of style to it, yeah. Um, next one, I fucking, if I didn't have other things to do, I reckon I would have brought this already. I'm just be playing it because I thought it looked great. Uh, so, Once Upon a Jester, it's a, uh, in this unique concept for a game, you're a jewel thief, but to pull off the lace height, you need to get invited to the Royal Theatrical Spectacle, which means bluffing your way through performances. So, it's a game where you're pretending to be jesters. And uh, everyone's like fully voice acted, but then all the like gameplay elements, I guess, other than when you're actually doing the story elements stuff, is you have to do these live sort of um, what do you actually call them? Um, pantomime things or fucking I don't know, gesturing shit. It looks funny. It looks very very funny to me. I um, it's sort of very quickly moved up my pile of if I can get a second to download and play this on the Switch, I'm all about this shit. What do you think of this one, Ash? Yeah, it looks funny. <laughs> like, weird and wacky, so yeah. It hit my funny bone. I don't know, yeah. just the whole concept, I was like, this looks great. Karen, what do you reckon of this one when you're looking at it? I, this, you know what, even though I like the concept, I think it's great. Same time, it just makes me think, right, why isn't there, why isn't somebody made, like, it's going to sound dumb, like an acting simulator? Like, you're playing the part of an actor, and you're having to... It's like the original Stuntman games. Like, games seriously, or like... In a comedic way. Like, like, both, right? Like, you know, you have to work your character, you have to, like, level your character up, you get him to learn lines, you have to remember the lines in the game. I don't know. It'd be cool, though. Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> no, but th- in this version, you're not trying to fuck everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not a What's the point, then? <laughs> but yeah, surely Acting Simulator would have been one of the things. <laughs> Thing. Yeah, you would have thought it. I thought it'd be really. All you have to do is rip off Barry, am I right? <laughs> Except true. He's like a, a Barry video. A hitman. Yeah. Uh, then we had Rogue Legacy Two. Uh, so it's out on PC. It had this whole early access thing, but officially fully released on PC earlier this year. Uh, and now it's come to Nintendo Switch. Uh, it comes with the entire game and then the Fable Heroes DLC, which adds new subclasses and items. Uh, out now, Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked Rogue Legacy One. Yep, I own it on Epic. I bought it some like when it first came out, and uh, yeah, haven't touched it. So that's not sure. It's I played of, a little bit of it, so I'm excited to jump back in now. That's yeah, definitely I played, finished. I played the original, but it's interesting seeing it, like seeing the second one now that since it's come out and the legacy of Rogue Legacy, there's been so many other roguelikes have appeared in terms of you know your, your Hades and um have that's kind different. of done. Pardon? It's different though. 
Side-scrolling roguelikes are different to isometric roguelikes, in my opinion. So. But Dead Cells, obviously, was a big one in the last couple of years and that kind of stuff, so yeah. There have been a, few, a lot recently. So. There's a lot of roguelikes. There's always Ash, a lot of roguelikes. Come on, Ash, we didn't need to put criteria. This isn't the... I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think you can compare <laughs> Hades to Rogue Legacy and say they're the same. Um, I, I, I really want to play this. I don't know if I will play it on Switch. I'd prefer to play it on PlayStation if I can get it somewhere with 60 yep. frames or something like that. That'd be my preferred. But, like, I love the I love the, the first one. I got the Platinum for it on PlayStation. It's probably one of my proudest plats because some of the um, the uh, mini-bosses, secret mini-bosses were absolutely fucking hard as fuck. So, um, yeah, cool. Glad that's on Switch, though. I know that'll make a lot of people happy. Then they showed Blanc again. So this is the monochrome adventure where you play as one person plays as a wolf cub, another plays as a fawn, um, working together to survive in the wilderness. Uh, the game is entirely cool. no like uh, no subtitles, no you know like it's just well it's entirely co-op, but it's uh, also like they no, said there's no, no dialogue, no dialogue at all. So it's sort of just which I really like because then I think when we talked about it last time I said maybe we'll have this journey esque vibe, which if it has no like dialogue or anything, then yes it does. It's all about you two as the player. Um, you just, especially if you're not communicating or you don't know each other and you have to jump in with random people, which they still don't explain how that works. Um, we'll just be like, you have to work together without knowing or being able to communicate or anything like that. But I think it looks really, really good. The monochrome art style, gorgeous. Um, it's a, also it's a console exclusive for Nintendo Switch. So there's the wording on that. February 14th next year, which will release day two. So last time we talked about this, I said, fuck yeah. Um, I'm currently at the fuck yeah still stage, so. <clears throat> um yeah we got a montage so we got in the montage WrestleQuest which got <clears throat> a which got a release date finally or a rough release date which is May 2023 so very keen for that obviously I've mentioned it on the show a couple times before so wrestling RPG game um mm-hmm. looks really good Wobble Dogs which that's a weird one uh then you've it's got a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the console edition of this game I don't know, it looks like <laughs> when I was the, the couple of seconds that showed up in the trailer in the montage thing. I've got like the longer versions in this article. This looks at, like a PS1 game. I think it's kind yeah, of the point. PS2. Yeah, I know it's a point, but like it's not something, yeah, I don't know. It's not something I like. Uh, then you got Storyteller. It's coming out May, March 23rd next year. Uh, I like this one. This one was, I remember this Seen this before somewhere. Yeah. This was on Nintendo. Joint. It was yeah. on another Nintendo. Okay, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you sort of like fill in storybooks with different yeah. characters and they play out across the screen in like these like little a puzzle. book panels. Yeah. yeah, little puzzle game. Looks cool. Um, World of Horror. This uh, looks... It's like a combination between old school adventure game and like a narrative horror game sort of thing. It looks kind of cool. Um, my problem with these sorts of games is I'm always like, fuck, some of them are way too long. Than, way too long for me to be like super interested. Uh, Curse of the Sea Rats. It's a I forgot what this one is actually. What is this one? Um Oh this is uh, this is like a it's a side scrolly uh rat game. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's a beat em up rat game. Right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's grab that. And then uh the last thing in the montage was inscription, which comes to Switch on December first. So inscription's now on PC, Switch, PlayStation, I think it's on Xbox. I think inscription's on everything, yeah. 
Uh, then we got out of the montage and they moved to a little to the left. So the game actually came out on PC last week or the start of the week or whatever it was. Um, uh, only on PC and then during the little to the left they announced that the game um, just came out on Switch now. So it's out on Switch as well. Uh, I, this is another thing I really want to play. I remember being interested in this when the first trailer dropped. But this is, it's unpacking but an actual puzzle game, <laughs> I guess to a degree. <laughs> like mm. you got to, it's all about hitting that perfect that feeling of the satisfaction of you know moving things around and getting it, it perfect but it's the, like hitting, the a, en- hitting a dollar amount on the fuel belt fuel yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yes exactly um but the enemy of this game is that the cat in the game as cats do cats a dick fucks. cats a dick cats there just to fuck your day up just hit stuff around as you're as you're trying to perfectly get these things in a row and get everything neat and tidy cats just like how about you go fuck yourself so and then, do you have something else on that one? Or? No, it looks good. Okay. That's why you take the cat back to the pound to get the dog. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> there should be enough love in your heart, Ash, for both the cat and the dog from the pound, you know? You know, I was just saying that that's not true. <laughs> I know. What, that, to be fair, has the cat ever stopped the re- one of Kieran's recordings? Exactly, it was a dog. <laughs> it was a dog nose that did it, Cat's but they great. didn't do it on purpose. The cat would have done it on purpose. <laughs> it's about intent. It's about intent. Fuck you now. Ten is nine tenths of the law, man. Jesus. All right, then the indie direct finished with sports story finally showed up. If it would, if it, the two games people have been waiting for, number one, I feel like everyone's just been waiting for Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and then number two, I feel like surely has been Sports Story. To me, I'm more interested in Sports Story than Hollow Knight, Silk Song, but that's just personal preference. But wow, they're both Australian games. No, they're both Australian games, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I'm not picking a side. Uh, but anyway, so follow up to Cyber Games, 2017 game Golf Story, which is fucking a banger of a game. Um, absolutely golf? loved it. It's a golf. I love I love golf. Uh golf story is really, really good. Uh and sports story is just they've taken everything that was golf story and just amped it up to a hundred and just gone wilder. They're like, let's have all the sports. Mm. Let's just add every sport and let's just add wild elements and let's just add more crazy things. Cause that was the thing about golf story. You start the game, you're like, oh man, it's about golf. And then like halfway through the game, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like this game isn't about golf. Like it's just you're on these wild antics, you're not going golf things. I don't know, there's all this other stuff happening. So yeah, this game's got golf, it's got volleyball, it's got cricket, it's got fuck, I can't remember whatever. BMXing, I think, in it. I don't know. There's a little bit of everything in it. Um then you're going on adventures and in dungeons and I don't know. It looks I can't wait. I think it's the humor also. That was the other thing. The humor in the first game, very Australian humor, but definitely worked for me. Uh, I know if it, like I assume it worked for some people outside Australia, but very Australian humor, but tickled all my um the rock buddy boats for me. It was like watching the castle or some shit. But the release date is December. I'm like, mate, it's a month away. Pick a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, when the fuck? Like, it's not like you're saying March next year or something. I'm like, it's literally next month. Can I have a day? But- the um the the sports story advent calendar. Where one of the days contains sports story, the rest of them are empty. Is that? Oh, I get what you're saying. Right, good point. Mm. No, I don't think that would work because I'm going to guarantee this comes out probably before Christmas. That That's the point. The one of them, like, it could be the 13th and the rest of the, the advent calendar is empty. No, talking about advent calendars. Side tangent. 
Okay. I got, I got one today. Do you want yeah. to guess what it is? Like okay. Star Wars? No. So uh, can, definitely one three, with no, a wait, lot wait, of wait, chocolate. Wait, wait. Three guesses oh, each. Three know. guesses each. Ash, you've used one. Go again. Pokemon. You... Kieran got it. <laughs> Pokemon what? Pop finals? No. Nah. Uh, is it just Pokemon cards? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought geez. so. Yeah. Like single <laughs> cards or like... Like, or boosters. Is it boosters? If it's boosters in each one? Oh my god. Oh my god. Shame this isn't a video because that is a very pretty box. That is, it a, is very a very pretty box. box. That's pretty cool. I can't remember. How much, uh, how much did you... Uh, What's inside? How much, uh, how much was think... that bad boy? How about you open up all 25 in block? <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was like 80 bucks or something. Maybe. 80 bucks? Is it, do the cards inside have a set price or is there potential for you to like get more value out of the box than any box? Yes. I think it has six boosters or something like that. And then it has a couple cards that are like car Christmas themed art with like exclusive, like, Mm -hmm. so they're exclusive to that box. So that's already going to be worth something. And then it has some like other things like, um, you know, like coins for the game, like flip heads coin. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if they've ever done it before. I saw it online and went. I was I was literally looking for an advent calendar because I was thinking about getting one of the pop final ones, just for because I've never got one of those. And I thought maybe that would be fun. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck pop final. Like this is that seems that seems more what I should be getting for an advent calendar. <laughs> so anyway, side tangent. Uh sports story. Ash. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I never got around to playing golf story, so hopefully I'll rectify that before this comes out because you know. I love the idea of a you're bunch. Never gonna play, you're never going to play golf, sorry. Also, it's like 20 hours. It's long. Yeah. But I like, he hasn't uh, even made I like sports of the games. Yet, you know? I've finished Tales of the, new Tales of the Borderlands. Maybe I'll have the review up by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, doubt. It's, Do you want to make a bet? Yeah, sure. Dude, that'll motivate you to do it. Yeah, so, that's why. <laughs> you know, exactly, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I win the bet. You have to show everybody all the TikToks you download. <laughs> cool. Actually, deal. 100% deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck That's a win-win. <laughs> um, Kieran, do you have any interest in this or not really your style? Um, not really. I didn't play Golf Story. It seems like something I would love if I played it. Um, it's just, let's be realistic. I'm already pulling myself away from Overwatch for God of War. Yeah, that's, uh, too, that's too much. Oh, yeah, yeah impressive, exactly. really. Yeah. I love the idea of a bunch of Americans learning about cricket through this game. That's the one thing that makes me very yeah, happy. Yeah, but they just can be like, wait, this is just baseball. Oh, it's like, wow, they're really, wow, they they hit the ball, like, with a straight bat. Like, they hit the ball, like, every single time instead of one every seven. <laughs> sorry, sorry, with a straight bat is a baseball bat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Bat? Like, a, like, doing a vertical, bat? vertically. I'm, I got nothing on this one, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see Kieran? Like the? Did you ever see the map from um, Golf Story? No, I didn't. I'll post it in Discord. Okay. Let me see this bad boy. So this was the they uh, when you finish Golf Story, and I don't think this counts as a spoiler now for everyone who's listening. But when oh, you finish like Golf Story, yeah. So when you finish Golf Story, because you like go to different areas, but you never see mm-hmm. the map zoomed out, and at the end of the game, it zooms out, reveals that you was playing in Australia the entire time. That's cool. Was very cool. yeah. If only Taz there included. was a bridge down to Tasmania. I know, right? I could get to Melbourne a lot more, so. 
It all makes sense. I like the way too. They're like Tazzy and Mel, Tazzy and Vicky is like fucking the snow areas. And then um, up the top, it's like Queensland's a fucking Sahara Desert. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. So, it's a bit unrealistic, uh, but yeah. No, I think it's realistic. Um, that was really cool. That was one of my sort of favorite little things. When, I remember that, because I didn't have a sport for me. And then I saw everyone, I must have been playing at the right time, because I remember after I finished it, I saw everyone posting a map online and be like, oh, how cool is this and stuff. I was like, oh, not like with the real in the game. It was just like one of those really cool sort of moments to experience where the map's in there. I was like, oh, I was in Australia the entire time. That's fucking cool. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Pokemon. And by we, I mean me. Um, so a trailer, quote unquote, also, it's really a music video because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Ash, let me ask, did you watch this? No. You should. I would implore everyone to watch this if they just... What well, I want to say, if you have absolutely zero interest in Pokemon, probably don't watch this because it's not going to do anything for you. If you're someone like Ash who's like, you could, like, you know, mild interest, I guess, like, you know, you'd play, maybe, sort of thing. But the trailer's 3 minutes 56. It's entirely set to an Ed Sheeran song. I can't remember the song's name, but anyway. It's entirely set to the Ed Sheeran thing. I'm going to be honest, like, I got weirdly emotional watching it. And it's not because of the song or anything. I was just like, the way the trailer's put together... Wow, like, it was just like. Give Ed Sheeran some credit, Dylan. Yeah, he, he did really good in Game of Thrones. That's right. My good point. Um, the yeah. huge actor, but yeah, I don't know, the, like the tra- the trailer is just like the way it's put together, the choice of song, the way everything plays out. I was like, oh, Pokemon's good shit. Like it was just like I was, it was it sort of hit me in the feel. So, um, it was odd though. Like it, it like literally at the start, it comes up with the text down the bottom. It's, oh, what's it? What's it called? Celestial. That's the song. So Ed Sheeran, Celestial, and it, yeah, the entire song just plays out, and it's really well edited to the music as well. I think like as a trailer, like how it all come comes together. So, um, the couple new details though. So yeah, trailer's really good. Watch it. Then a couple new details that were in it is that they revealed these books that. So depending on which version of the game you get, of course, you get a, there's going to be a character with a red book or a, a red book for uh, Violet or Scarlet. Scarlet book or Violet um, book. Scarlet book or Violet book. Um, so this this book details a uh, secret monster that everyone has like never been able to find or whatever. Um, one's called the where is it written here? I've got the uh, Great Tusk is what one's called um, from Scarlet Book, and they described as a savage monster attacked an expedition team with its large body and tusks, mortally mortally wounding one of the explorers. And then the Violet book, book book talks about iron treads which curls its body and rolls to attack. It leaves trail gouged into the ground as if it scorched the earth. So, like, obviously, two sort of, I guess, mysterious Pokemon you're going to go out and adventure to prove if they're real or not. Um, so then they come with some more stuff about terror raids. So they revealed in the trailer, and a lot of this, of course, was expanded upon in blog posts on the Nintendo website after the trailer. It wasn't like the trailer stopped amongst the Ed Sheeran music to be like, hey, let me tell you about this. Um, Black Terror Ray battles are going to be a thing where you'll be able to find much stronger Pokemon. So you'll see the Terror Crystals in the open world. If they're black, you can walk up to them. They're like the, the really, really strong ones. Uh, they'll hold exclusive Pokemon, it sounds, at least only exclusive Pokemon. I don't, I don't know what they'll do when they're not on. But So they reveal between December 1st and 4th, and then between December 15th and 18th, Charizard with Mightiest Mark and a Dragon-type ty- uh, Terror will be appearing in the Black Terror Raids crystals during this time. Uh, Charizard can't usually be captured in the Palgia region, so if you want a Charizard in your Scarlet or Violet game, uh, this is going to be your chance to get one because you can't trade in Pokemon from home, at least until next year. Uh, and then they reveal they're going to be doing Spotlight Raid events. So this sounds similar to how they do Spotlight Raid... Um, Spotlight Hours, sorry, in Pokemon Go on a particular Pokemon type. So 
Um, these, again, these terror crystals will look different to your normal terror raid battle crystals. You'll be able to spot them and they'll have a particular, like, sort of really colorful rainbow aura around them. And that's when you'll know they're the, those crystals are going to feature the spotlighted Pokemon, of which Eevee will be the first spotlighted Pokemon taking place between November 24th until November 27th. During this event, Eevee or various terror types will appear more frequently during terror raid battles. Um, yeah, really, again, a really, really great trailer. Obviously, the game's out this week when you're listening to this drop on Monday. Super excited to play it. I, I think... I've I've seen so many mixed people. I'll, I'll see someone tweet like I'm fucking so excited for this this game, and like I saw several people like tweeting out about how similar to me where they watched this trailer and they got them super emotional and like definitely hit them in the feels. And like I'm all aboard that side. And then I'll see other people be like, man, this new Pokemon game, I got nothing. I think I'm out of the franchise. I'm like, it's so like all over the sort of directions. But yeah, I'm very very keen. Uh, I think I mentioned last week on episode 200, maybe the week four or whatever. Maybe I never did, but mm. yeah, there's like leaks all over the internet, which is you yeah. know sad to see. But I've so far managed to dodge everything. But I've seen IGN like articles like people upset about the evolutions. I'm like, I don't care. I'll find out myself. Like, and then the like, oh, someone's streaming the game <laughs> live. I'm like, how the fuck are they getting away with that? You know, like, I don't <laughs> know, <but> like <laughs> Nintendo's going to own their house. Yeah. Nintendo's <laughs> going to fucking sue the living fuck out of them. So I mean, they've done it before. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's Pokemon. Very Which big. one are you getting? I'm TBD. Um, actually, I can't remember which. I have to go back. I think I wanted the one where you can get Tyranitar. I think that was like my deciding factor. I don't have a big sway between any of the the two. You should like, you should like RNG it. Like, like you should like play a game with whoever you got to buy it off and be like. Which one do you have more copies? <laughs> well, I mean. I'm. I pre-ordered the dual pack, and dual I was just going to give. Sh- I was just going to give Shree the one I don't play. Ah, oh, so you're oh. going to put like? Well, you should put them each in one hand, and then let her pick. I don't know if I like this idea. Um, what you should what <laughs> take the, you should take the di- the the card out of each box. You mm. should cover over the the little picture on it, mm. and then mix them up. And then the first one you put into the switch is the one you're going to play. Sounds so scary. Sounds like doing drugs on a Ferris wheel. Um, Sorry, if you're doing drugs like that, that is a whole other. <laughs> By giving the switch, I mean that doesn't seem like a very effective <laughs> method to oh. take them. People take drugs just by licking the switch cartridges. All right. <laughs> <coughs> um. All right. Two movie, TV, news story related stories to quickly go over. So Netflix has announced that they're working on a Gears of War film, feature film. And then they're also going to follow it up with an adult animated series. And I said with the potential of more to follow, which of course means if they do well, we'll do more. Uh, Kieran, uh, Gears of War, Marcus Phoenix, Netflix live action movie, excited or not? No, because uh, Marcus yeah. Phoenix is not a great character. So what's the point? Am I right? <laughs> Isn't that what you said last week? I didn't. No, I said he's not a great character that is in the top 25. He's a great character, he's just not in the top 25. That's not what I heard. You make up things that you hear all the time, like you hear people downloading TikTok, so fucked if I know what you're really doing. You didn't answer my question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. (laughs) Ash really fucked you. (laughs) How do you feel about this this Netflix news? Here's one news. 
movie news. Uh, I feel I feel good overall. I think Netflix. Uh, I think Gears of War is a another great property. I think Netflix have done some really good work in the the video game space. It'll be interesting to see how they pull off a movie. Um, uh, it, I hope. I think I just hope that they continue their good form that they have um, with now the Witcher series, uh, Cyberpunk. Which uh, doesn't count, the, but that's fine. Continue. Cyberpunk. Is... Cyberpunk counts. I'll count Cyberpunk. It's based on the game, which is based on the board game, but their series is based on the game. Witcher is based on the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's still yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think there's still there's there's a positive goodwill towards Netflix currently when it comes to video game stuff. I think in animated stuff, 100%. I don't think any of the live action stuff uh, video game related has done well so far. Or their anime live action stuff either. I feel like they're doing really well in, in animated adaptation space, but yeah, live action I'm still trepidatious. Talking about animated though, tell me if this one excites you. Bioware and Netflix released the official Dragon Age Absolution trailer this morning with the cast list. The cast wish list includes Kimberly Brooks, Samala Montano, Phil Lamar, Creston John, Josh Keaton, a bunch of other people. Oh, and Ashley Birch and Matt Mercer. How excited are you for this one, Kieran? Yeah, I think, uh, once again, Dragon Age is another amazing property and, and has, you know, the great potential to be the best animated fantasy property that they have. Um, yeah, I think, you know, seeing that cast list is is another um, arrow in their quiver of... of raising what this potential of this show can be. Ash, I assume you're excited for this too? Uh, I have no attachment to Dragon Age, so I mean, it's just... Yeah, but it's animated, animated it's Netflix, with people Matt Mercer. And it's something you might want to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a go, probably. Uh, they go really heavy on the slavery element, which I don't know if that's an element of Dragon Age. Is that a big thing in Dragon Age? Everybody slaves? Yeah. Uh yeah, cool. for periods of time, especially like half elves and the elves and stuff. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh so it's gonna be it that debuts. Then uh, sorry, uh, the Dragon Age episode debuts December 9th with six thirty minute episodes. All right, on, the gear, on the Gears of War thing, I'm like, uh, it's cool. Obviously, Dave Bautista's come out and said he didn't exactly say, but he's like endorsed himself. Put out a video of himself wearing the the armor or whatever it's called. Obviously, he was a DLC skin for the last game. Uh, I'm not going to get excited until we see who the creative team is behind it. So I feel like that's going to be pretty important. Right, let's get into what we've been playing. Kieran, I want your impressions and I want you to follow up to last week. Uh... So we're talking about either on Arcade Catch Between Inclusions or Arcade Catch, I can't remember. It was playable before them back-to-back um, without taking a breath. Uh, the God of War Ragnarok. So you've jumped into it. And I know that. You've been tweeting about it. But I want to know, like, how did we get to here? Um, so did you just go watch a YouTube video? Did you Wikipedia? And, and you know, what, what did you, uh, did so you I, I watched a, I watched a five-and-a-half-hour YouTube video. That Holy was, shit. <laughs> yeah, which was, was every every cut not scene. just every cutscene, but also every, every important yeah. character interaction from the Where they're just walking world. along and like Yeah, talking. when they're walking along and yeah. talking and stuff in the game. So uh yeah, five, five and a half hours. hours. I thought it would be longer, Obviously, maybe. The, 
Yeah, potentially. I don't know. It might, it might just be the more law appropriate stuff and not just them. Yeah, I was about to say, they, they, they definitely don't have all the, the talking quips. moments. So. Yeah. Yeah, they got tired. Um, <laughs> but no, honestly, watching it, I was like, fuck, I didn't give this a game enough of a chance. Or no, actually, no, two things. One, I was surprised. I, actually, I was like halfway through the game, no. realistically. No. no, watching that no. compared no, to no, watching no. that. The amount of gameplay that that's cut out, I like, was, that's the thing. I was up after. You literally got, said you got the head. I got the head, guys. No, no, no. It was past <laughs> there. So I had like reanimated him. I yeah. had taken him to go talk to the world snake. Yeah. I think it was like straightly after. But yeah, that was that was up to the point of it. Which, you were maybe yes, halfway. Yeah, I was rough. I would say roughly like around about that mark. Maybe more um, if you're, like, straight lining it. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so you finished watching that. You felt I finished bad, watching that. I and felt then you said, bad, I'm going to start and I was like, God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> and I'm going to do what I did to God of War, which is I'm going to be like, this game's a bomb. And then what's going to happen you go, is you're oh, not going to finish it because you're going to come skin. back to Overwatch. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened to God of War. <laughs> <laughs> Continue though. Continue. The thing is, I don't (laughs) think so because I think, even though it sounds stupid because I didn't play the game, watching. I really love what I watched of God of War. And I think I'm so much more now invested in that world. Even the point where part of me, I'll never do it, but I want to go back and play God of War for myself. Um, Like fully in its extent. But like. So I am in God of War Ragnarok. I'm six and a half hours. Yeah, mm. six and a half hours is my is my current runtime and save time. <laughs> Did, uh, that's really two nights of like a couple hours tonight, several hours last night, and like two hours. No, not even that. Maybe an hour and a half at midnight when it first launched. Because Wednesday night we had Black Panther into uh, recording a podcast into me doing some work before I went to bed. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really loving it so far. I think there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more character in this, like in the early starts of this, and I think that's because it just builds so easily off the back of, um, the the original, um, so well. I. Yeah, the story beats early on. Fuck that. Yeah, I tweeted that in the first ten minutes, I was already in tears, and I was like, what the fuck. It was for the dog, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. for the, 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 the... I knew, I was what, like, it was. I knew what it was straight I away. was like, fuck you guys, yeah, I why thought, is this I here? I saw, like, uh, Greg Miller saying, you know, he got really upset in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That checks. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? It, um, it mirrors the first game so beautifully, you know? Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a little, little redundant to like, <laughs> compare them exactly the same, but, you know, yeah. How much yeah. do you play that? I played up to you fight the visitor. Okay, well, that's not- the, you. I think you could say who the visitor is because that's not a spoiler because that's at the end of God of War. Nah, I mean people were. I don't know. I don't feel like it's a spoiler. But it's fine. I'll just leave it like people, a, I don't know. Leave people, it like that. But no. Um, I just went through. You a don't know how early in the game, the game. that person shows up. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I just, I did, I was laughing just then because I did think about the first, like, big open world area of the game. Not even big, but, like, the first tier you get to 
row around in the boat a fair bit. Um, I did do everything in that area before I moved on to the story. Uh, including the side quest in that area was awesome. How good? Re- yeah, I don't want to spoil Again, I don't want to spoil it. really but, fucking interesting. Yeah. So in the embargo, like, when they had the preview period, they specifically said, do not spoil that side quest. And I get Yeah, because I loved that. I was like, this is this is so fucking cool. And, and the character, it rotates around. and Because and, yeah. and, all the side quests in the original game were boring as fuck. And the first one yeah. in this is like really good. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it opened up really good. And it wasn't even an obvious side quest. Like it was like a... No, you think you you're doing a generic sort of like whatever side yeah. quest. And then as you and keep like, doing more parts of it, you're like, it gets more and more interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying combat. I think it's fun that you have everything open. Like you kind of, they, they don't strip away anything from the original game other than combos and stuff. Like you have the weapons and the items that Kratos finished with. Well, the fu- he says the weapons, but the funniest part is like at the start when you, um, when you see Sindri and everything like that. And they're like, where's your armor from? Like, where's all the armor we g- gave you from the last game sort of thing. And then Kratos just goes, I used it. <laughs> and that's it. They never and ask. They never say no, that. He's just like, I used it. And that explains everything. <laughs> And like I think I, I I love I love the humor in this game hits differently. I think Kratos is so much cooler in this this um game already. Like I think Kratos is a character. There is just so much more development that's happened between the games that I find so fucking interesting. I you know what? Best best change and best character development in years. Fucking Kratos knows how to read the um the the Norse runes and everything now. Yeah, and in the first game, you have to you had to you click on them and you'd stand there and fucking Mimir would read you the entire thing. And in this one, when you find all of them, Kratos would just read them himself, and it's so much fucking faster. <laughs> it's it's so, so much faster, <laughs> but it's it's nicer. And like there is a there is a specific point in the first game where Atrix is like, "Am I just a fucking walking reader for you? You just make me read shit, nothing else." Like, yeah. what the actual fuck? Um. So to to see him be able to do that in this, I think, is great. I think even just where their relationship starts is really interesting. I mean, um, also talking about funny, just quickly shout this out. I'm sure you've had this happen where, um, especially once you find Tear, which isn't a spoiler because that's part of the plot. But yeah. when you have like him and then like say if you go like wandering off to go get a chest or something like that, Tear will be like, "Where's he going?" And Trails will be like, "Oh, sometimes he just wanders off to find stuff." And then Tear's like, "Oh." Okay, I guess that makes sense. Like, it's just like... My, <laughs> my favourite line was so far, and I won't give any comments around it, but there's Sigrid at one point says something, and then the following line after it is so well fucking voice acted, where he just goes, fuck. Yeah. And I just I know, was I like, this mean. is... Like, it's just... I don't know. There's just... the It just feels great, and I think... How they're incorporating the world is so interesting, and it feels so much more expanded. I don't know why. Maybe I look at God of War, like the original God of War game, and still felt like their Norse mythology was very restricted and very small in terms of what Norse uh, kind of characters. And I think instantly in this game, the world already feels so much bigger. They're talking and referring to more characters and more gods from North Norse history. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm really loving it, really enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. Um, I don't know. Do you have any? You do you any? What's your one sentence impression so far? It looks cold. Yeah, very good. Um, 
What's your, I keep uh, pressing circle to dodge, and it's very. Me too. <laughs> me fucking too. After playing, I don't even Gotham know why. Knights, I'm like, what? After playing, it wasn't, Gotham it wasn't circle in the first one though. I know. It's just yeah. But it's just. I feel like. Circle I feel like other games have just trained games. me. Yeah, okay. That's be I mean, games, yeah. It's between that. I don't. For me, it's definitely Gotham Knights. It's circle to dodge. And then I'll dodge, and then for some reason my brain will start hitting square to start light attacking straight away, and it does fucking nothing. I'm like, yeah, I need to buttons. train myself to push the right buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just used to Gotham Knights being able to block and parry everything, mm. no matter which direction they're coming from, not just straight in front of you only. Um, that shit. Yeah, that's a, is yeah. getting me a little bit. Um, and then. You finished, so you said you finished New Tales from Borderlands Ash. Uh, yeah. You've got to have a review up before this goes live to okay, so yeah. make sure Kieran publishes all his... Um, his uh, so I can publish TikToks all his downloaded TikToks, TikToks yeah. To, I can publish my downloaded TikToks, yeah. It's yeah. all... But, uh, there's, there's some spicy ones in there. Yeah, that's what but, I thought. Uh, what, yeah. what are your... What's your quick, like... Because you said you weren't too hot on it last time. No, so. it pales in comparison to the first one. That's <laughs> all you Consider- have to say. That's rough. Considering what you said when you talked about it last time, I wasn't expecting it to be a glowing. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about how harsh I want to be. I feel like because it, what I'm really comparing it to is like a fantastic game in like Tales of the Borderlands, made by a team that knows narrative games. That uh, I like. I feel like we're on the way to the peak of their powers at the time they were making Tales of the Borderlands. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're hitting their creative, like, top. <laughs> Maybe they're not financially. The peak of their power. <laughs> I'm laughing more at the fact that Kieran actually, like, just burst out. Really? I was, it's more of a sporting term, but, you know. Do you say the peak, peak of their, their career. power yeah. to somebody playing? Peak of their career, yes, but the, my part isn't the okay. peak of that's the problem. It's the term power. Peak of my power! <laughs> it's the fucking every morning game devs game devs get up and they're like, I have the power! They hold their mice up into the air and a fucking lightning bolt hits them and they become jacked! And then they sit down and they're working <laughs> on the keyboards and desk setups and then start typing away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what was happening at Telltale around this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just none of the characters like hit the same as like Fiona Race on yeah, there's. I would say there is not anywhere. I don't think there's a memorable scene like there was in Tales of Borderlands. Like at least every episode. So, well, not a single one. That's mm. not in my opinion, anyway. Dastardly. Not like not not nothing like the the finger gun sequence. You know. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. You never redo a finger gun, you know? Um, <laughs> cool. I think that's about... Yeah, that's about it. Cool. Nothing else anyone's really playing? No? Cool. Um, let's know any comments, questions, concerns you've had from this week's episode, of course, by tweeting at us or joining our Discord. You can find our Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. You can join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. If you liked this episode and thought it was worth a dollar or would like to donate some cough medicine to make up for the fact I actually... I think I hurt my throat coughing so much before. Head on over to our coffee <laughs> page, explosionnetwork.com slash support, and buy me cough medicine. <laughs> See you here, same time, same couch, next week. Goodbye. Stop. Stop.
download your TikToks, I guess? <laughs>